0: Welcome to the Employco HR podcast. I'm Rob Wilson, President of Employco. With me is my uh, my brother and partner, Scott Wilson. Hello. And our Vice President of HR, Jason Eisenhut. Hi, everyone. And Nikki Navarro, working the board. Uh, so our topic this month is uh, reopening of trade shows across America. Trade shows are a very important part of Employco, as as well as a. Uh, very important part of every major city in the country. Uh, with us today, we have a, a special guest in our podcast. With us is Larry Arneday, Executive Director of, uh, of ESCA. Welcome, Larry.
1: Hey, good morning. How are you?
0: Great. Thanks for being on uh, being on our show, Larry. We uh, trade shows are such a uh, important part of the economy, and uh, ESCA is such a great organization. So we uh, we wanted to have you on as a guest as we talk about uh, talk about trade shows.
1: Well thank you. Uh I am honored to be uh to be on the podcast today. I hope I can share some relevant information. Uh I know that uh you know we have been quite busy working on uh you know suggested guidelines and uh protocols, uh suggested best practices for our segment of the industry. And you know, our industry is is made up of quite a few different segments. You know, we are only you know one small part of it. We being the contractors, right? Uh, and you know, every other part of it has their own guidelines. So it's going to be a little bit of a uh, of a picture puzzle trying to put everything together. You know, once everybody has finalized their guidelines and make sure that we are all uh, all in accord with uh, you know following you know the suggested best practices of the other organizations. So. It's uh, we got a long way to go, I can tell you that.
0: Yeah Larry, tell us a little bit about uh, about ESCA. We've been members for a long time, but some of the other uh, listeners uh, might not be familiar with uh, what uh, what ESca is.
1: Yeah, ESCA is uh, the association of firms and individuals that are involved in the actual uh, producing of trade shows, exhibitions, sales meetings, stage productions. So on and so forth. We have uh, 178 different member companies, which, uh, you know, if your company is a member, then all the employees are a member. So we probably got 50 to 60,000, uh, uh, people out there that are uh, members of ESCA.
0: And and it's great. ESCO is such a great organization. I I wish we were uh, going down to uh, North Carolina for the summer conference. But unfortunately, uh, you guys had to pull the plug on the the conference for late June.
1: Yeah, uh, that was that was a big disappointment. And it was also uh, a real heartache financially because uh, the summer conference brings in, uh, I would say, 30, 35 percent of our annual revenue. Uh, We have an equal amount. Uh, 30, 30, 35% that is made up of uh, the worker identification system, the Wiz badges that, you know, everyone in the industry is, is familiar with. And so, you know, when there are no meetings, nobody's, you know, purchasing badges. So that has really just, just it's not even dripping from the faucet right now.
0: <laughs> right. We, uh, everyone on the podcast, we all have our, uh, our, uh, esco badges so they uh, they're great because you can get in uh, virtually you know outside of chicago uh, every every major market uh the esco badge works so
1: yeah there are uh, we're we are actually uh in 20 i think 25 uh venues across the country right now and we were just when when, when this hit in early march we were working on finalizing uh an arrangement with uh uh, all MGM resorts would have, which would have added another uh, 22 venues just in the U.S.
0: Wow, that's wow. fantastic. So we've we've spent uh, employeeco and, and trade show clients. We've got over 100 uh, clients in various segments of the trade show industry. We've spent the last several weeks on the on the PPP, now on the forgiveness, and really companies of all sizes just trying to stay stay in business as they navigate the shutdowns in in every major market and state. But now as as we enter kind of the next phase of we need to get back to business and open up, I think Eska is a perfect voice uh, to bring, as you mentioned, there's so many parts of the trade show industry, bring them all together as we discuss reopening. And Larry, you uh, you created within ESCA the health and safety committee, and you've really been working on some best practices for uh, for not just ESCA members but the other associations and trade shows in general. Could you uh, can you tell us about what ESCA is doing as, as you look at the reopening phase uh, and working with the uh, health and safety committee?
1: Sure, uh, we've got a, a a great committee. It's it's actually. Uh Julie Keggi, who is our director of operations, is doing all the cat herding here uh, with everyone. But we have a, uh, a couple of co-chairs: uh, Mike Goodwin of uh, uh, Shepherd and Sheila Lamaster of GES, and they have done an outstanding job putting together the framework uh, of the uh, health and safety guidelines that we're working on right now. And, once that uh they have a uh, a committee meeting um i think it's later today if i remember correctly which will be the first meeting of the uh the full committee which is about i don't know 25 30 different individuals that have volunteered uh to work in 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 crafting this document and there's uh the document itself i mentioned to you earlier before the podcast is 20 something pages uh, 27 pages, I believe. And, and after the committees meet and, uh, begin, uh, you know, putting together the verbiage and everything into it, it could be as, you know, as many as 40 or 50 pages. And that is, that is guidelines just from ESCA. But, you know, within our industry, we work very closely with, uh, IAVM, which is the International Association of Venue Managers. And so all of these, uh, guidelines will be uh, sent to them for their approval and uh, their suggested uh, inclusions and, and, and additions, as well as to cISO which is the Society of, uh, of Independent Show Organizers, right? Uh, uh, and IAEE, which is the International Association of Exhibition and Events. Uh, and so there's lots of uh, there's lots of groups that are going to be involved in finalizing this, and those groups themselves. Are putting together their own guidelines and that's you know part of the the problems that i see moving forward is that every group that's a part of this industry is crafting their own health and safety guidelines and then somebody is going to have to take you know all the various different documents and and try and make some sense of it in a perfect world we would come up with one document but that won't happen i i don't see that as being possible because because everybody has you know pride and ownership in their own documents and and they have their own needs that have to be met and uh, they have to satisfy you know the desires of their membership just like we're doing with ours
0: right when you think of everything from your uh you know McCormick places the their uh, their rules and standards are going to be different from the Las Vegas Convention Center to your show organizers to your uh individual ID companies. every you know trying to craft it together uh, is uh, is going to be a challenge?
1: Yeah, it really is. And if you think about uh, a major exhibition, and I uh, I always think about uh, immediately the cities of uh, Chicago, Las Vegas, Atlanta, you know, as 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 the big epicenters of our of our industry. And you know, if you do a major exhibition in in Chicago, not only will you have uh, the official General contractor, whether it be GES or Freeman or Fern or whoever, but then you will also have as many as 100 to 150 uh, what we refer to as EACs, which are Exhibitor Appointed Contractors that contract individually with the individual exhibitors. So uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be uh, trying at best to get everybody to conform to. Guidelines because you know, you have ESCA's guidelines, you have IAEE's guidelines, CISO's guidelines, then you're going to have McCormick Place's uh, guidelines, you're going to have Las Vegas's guidelines, you're going to have the state of Nevada, Uh, you're going to have the state of Illinois, and so on and so forth. And the document that I was reading this morning from uh, the state of Texas. Is talking about, uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, from the Texas Department of Public Safety. It says individuals traveling to Texas, with Texas being their final destination, through an airport from the following areas will be subject to a mandated self-quarantine of 14 days. And that's from the state of New York, the state of New Jersey, Connecticut, California, Washington, City of Atlanta, city of Chicago, and city of Detroit, and city of Miami, and that's just their first draft. You know, who knows where this is going?
0: So, uh, so then, if you're from uh, Chicago, good for the Dallas hotel industry. Uh, if I'm coming down for a show, I got to come two weeks ahead of time. So,
1: <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's uh, if 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 you have to. I I, I think that applies to before you leave. Mm The best I can determine from reading this, because you have to have your uh, your completed forms and uh, certificates that you present uh, to the uh, Department of Public Safety trooper upon disembarking from the plane. So you got to do this before you ever get on the plane.
0: Well, so uh, as we um, look at the HR side of opening, Scott and uh, and Jason have been working with a lot of our. our clients on the trade show side, uh, we we have quite a few EAC members and as well as ESCA members, and uh, they've been asking great questions from the from the uh, the office side to uh, cleaning equipment on the show floor. So it's been a uh, been an interesting time. That uh, uh, Scott and Jason, do you guys want to uh, add anything on that side?
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh, any any of the since the trade show and exhibition industry is um, such an important part, kind of. Place in our heart if if any of the listeners out there have any hr needs whether it's how what what are my options for the ppp loan do i can i take employee temperatures before they come in the building do am i required to should i not um any of those type of covid related questions we're here to help hr employco.com you can reach out to us i get those emails and we're here to help it it's such a complicated and trying time for for everyone we're, we just try and help any way we can
3: Right, and even down to best practices as far as opening offices up and things like that, I mean, we're in the uh, process of doing that with our uh, with our our building where we operate out of. I mean it's uh, and it's a lot of different things. see the, the one thing with trade shows, I mean outside of the sheer number of people going there, that type of environment um, like a convention center is actually in most ways as good as being outside. I mean, it's a lot of airy space. It's not like you're in a small, cramped smaller office. So that's where I think some of the uh, nervousness, whether it be by our governor in Illinois or wherever, is a little misplaced. I mean, yes, you do have the volume of people, but if you socially distance, if people have masks on, when you've got ceilings that are 40, 50, 60 feet high, and you've got fresh air flowing in, you know, that's really as close as you could get to being outside as possible. And, you know, the transmission rate's the same wherever you're at, but outside it's a lot, the air gets distributed better. So, you know, or, or things, uh, it's not as condensed. And I would assume the same would be for a uh, convention center, especially with that much, you know, airflow. So that's, that's my two cents.
0: But, and and uh, some of the, uh, and uh, it was uh, very nice of Larry and Julie to uh, let, uh, let me be part of the safety and, uh, and health committee. Uh, some of the recommendations, Larry, that the committee has come out is, you know, no aisle carpet and uh, one-way aisles and uh, wider aisles, which you know, all, you know, building on what Scott said with the high ceilings and the open air, you know, have uh, you've, you've really put together a lot of safe best practices for everybody.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that I, that I thought of is uh, many years ago when I was down in the trenches, as a foreman doing shows for uh, for uh, a company called Mancraft. And, and, you know, when they were bought up by the Greyhound Corporation and, you know, GES and GES East and whatnot, uh, we used to have events where we would create a double back wall with a two-foot service corridor to run all the utilities in there. And a thought occurred to me that, well, you know, if you have a trade show that's set with pipe and drape and, and who knows what the future is going to bring. But if it's pipe and drape and all you have uh, between you and the booth behind you is a piece of cloth, uh, there's going to be issues there.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's right. The uh, uh, you know, and and, and then when you look at your traditional 10 by 10 booths you know, you can you, you can socially distance pretty easily on the, uh, in your aisles. Making them wider and and uh, you know the, no carpet aisle is a, is a, g- a great idea except for if you're in the carpet aisle business, uh, <laughs> you're 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 ten, by, you're ten by ten booths. If and like you said, if you got pipe and drape between you and the the uh, company behind you, they've got to figure that out. If there's going to be a, a you know like you said a, a corridor in between.
1: Well, I think yeah, I think there's going to have to be. Uh... You know, a a a minimum, you know, six foot wide service corridor back there, mm-hmm. uh, and so it, when you start talking about that, okay, so now we have, you know, two rows of booths that would have been twenty foot across back to back, uh, and a ten foot aisle, which is thirty foot, and so you you know when you're doing a floor plan, you use a thirty foot grid throughout when you're drawing the floor plan. So now that that thirty foot grid now goes to Maybe as much as, uh, 50 feet because, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have a, a six foot service corridor. You're going to have wider aisles. Uh, so what that means is the net square footage from the gross that you are using within a venue, uh, you, you know, the net square footage is, is, is conceivably going to go up, uh, you know, when, you, when, when it comes time to look at, you know, uh, charges for rental. So who knows? I mean, who knows where this is going? And I don't even want to get into uh, my ability here because uh, take an event like uh, like an Ace Hardware show. Right. Where, uh, I've got Larry's, Larry's Ace Hardware on the corner of 4th and Main here in Dallas, Texas. And Ace Hardware is coming up, and I want to send two or three of my people to go up and look at the latest products that are available, place our orders, so on and so forth. And uh, one of those individuals gets sick uh, at the show and, God forbid, uh, passes away. You know, wh- where's that liability going to lie? You-, you know, who made the decision to send that person? Right. Yeah, it's uh, we've got a whole new landscape that we're going to have to deal with here.
0: So is, uh, we've got different phases around the country by, uh, by city and state. What and what we've seen, uh, Las Vegas. There's some shows that are going to at least are slated to open in uh, in July and August. I know the exhibitor show is uh, mid mid August. You uh, as we look at uh, at Chicago, Scott. I think you had said we're phase trade shows are phase five.
3: Phase five. Yep, the very last phase, which means there either has to be a vaccine out or uh, some substantial treatment that will make. COVID similar to like the flu where it's not as life-threatening things like that. So it's in Illinois they've got that put way far off.
0: Larry, as you look at this fall season in Chicago, you've got IMTS coming up uh, end of August, you've got PAC expo. This fall season typically accounts for uh, cranes just uh, had an article on it last week. Uh, The fall season accounts for 586,000 hotel room nights in Chicago. it doesn't sound, you know, there hasn't been any official announcement from IMTS or PAC or any of the big shows, but I, I got to think that they're all in jeopardy uh, based on the, the mayor's posture here in Chicago.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, I don't think anybody knows, uh, you, you know, when our industry is, is, is going to get back up. I know that uh, Julie and I uh, registered and made uh, hotel reservations for the, uh, big show executive fastest 50, uh, event that happens, uh, every year. And that is right now scheduled for the new area at Caesars in Las Vegas. And the dates, uh, are like, uh, I want to say July nine through 11, something like that. Uh, and I'm just wondering, you know, they have not canceled it yet. They have not postponed it. Uh, I've been going back and forth this morning with uh, David Audrain from SISO about the uh Sisto CEO conference which is scheduled uh for here in Dallas in uh in 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 August if I remember correctly. And you know, with the you know Texas Department of Public Safety coming out with this, these new guidelines, you know, he's uh you know he's up in arms right now. You know, what am I what am I supposed to do? I I've got a meeting that's coming there in August.
0: Right. Yeah, in uh, uh, Vegas, it looks like Wynn is uh, Wynn filed their reopening plan that they they plan to open in uh, in G- I, initially I had heard Memorial Day, but it sounds like it's going to be June. So some of the uh, big hotels are going to start to reopen, and they've uh, their uh, uh, SOPs and, and cleaning and safety have uh, must be huge because they've they put a ton of work into, and they had to file it uh, with the Gaming Commission for the casino side to reopen their their plans as well
1: uh if you think about those casinos and so much so much of the revenue that comes into those casinos, believe it or not is actually from slot machines and how are you gonna yeah. you know, how are you gonna do that you know what are you gonna you, you, you know block off and and disable you know two out of every three slot machines you know and if you're just like booths you know I think you may have to have a service corridor now between the slot machines.
0: And there's a, there's a, a few people on this podcast that might've been known to play uh, a few slots over the years.
1: I've, I've done it once, Guilty. once in a while when, you know, <laughs> between meetings when I'm bored. So
0: the, uh, yeah, they've, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how that they've, they've talked about either removing machines or, or, just turning every, every other machine off and, uh, widening aisles and corridors. So, that, uh, uh, so, Larry, June 3rd is Global Exhibitions Day. Is that something that uh, our listeners and, and something that we should promote to our, uh, our clients? Do you know much about it?
1: Yeah, very, very much so. That is uh, an annual event that, uh, you know, obviously is normally done on a face-to-face basis. And a lot of, uh, I think, over 100 uh, people in the industry uh, participated in it last year. And you just go uh you go make make personal calls on uh on senators and representatives in washington and you know as as is likely the case, you generally get to meet with an aide or somebody in the office uh but that's gonna be done uh in a virtual format this year and it's gonna be interesting because I think uh you know in in past years you very seldom ever get to meet personally with the representatives or senators but i think in a virtual format uh you know they may they may well be available this, this year
0: right and well we'll put a link on our uh on our website uh, with the podcast and send that out because it would be uh, now more than ever uh, uh the voices of trade show uh, the trade show floor everyone in the trade show industry need to be heard as you try and reopen it's it's such a vital part of the economy
1: yeah, there are a lot of initiatives out there right now. Uh the, the, the big one that uh, we are involved with is uh Go Live Together, which is really uh re- we're really picking up uh some steam and moving forward very quickly. And uh, I've been working with uh with Chris Schimmick from uh from Freeman on that. And it's a great movement and uh we've got a lot of support and a lot of associations within the industry uh associations and uh and and companies have signed on to it and so now we're we're working on funding right now and uh of course we've got no funds coming in it's kind of hard to send funds out but but we will be uh financially supporting the initiative
0: yeah when you look at so uh, uh companies marketing budgets and their uh, their trade show budgets all over have just been have been slashed across the board with uh and so many millions of people unemployed across the uh, across the country. It's a it's a challenging time, but it's time to uh, as we're all thinking about getting uh, getting our businesses open again and uh, getting people back to work. So, but we've uh, uh, we, uh, we could talk for uh, for hours with you, Larry, on on the trade show side and and, uh, and speaking on behalf of Jason and, and Scott. We would uh, we'd love to have you back uh, as we get into summer and as as uh, as trade shows get to reopening starts to formulate more and uh, and, and talk uh, deeper about what best practices are going uh, gonna look like as you've uh, as esca pulls together the different associations with that hope of creating a, uh, a best practices for uh, for the industry
1: sure uh, happy to visit with you guys at, at any time and uh, it will be it will be great uh, to come on again once we have finalized the health and safety guidelines for our industry, for at least for our segment of the industry. And that should be—I I don't know—probably a couple, two, three weeks from now, we'll have uh, a document that uh, is is shareable.
3: I hope.
0: Uh, that would be that would be great. We uh, we really appreciate it coming on. And Jason and Scott, if anyone has uh, questions or comments or suggestions
3: can send them to HR at dot com visit us on Twitter which is uh, at employco, and uh, always our website employco dot
1: the, the, the webinars you guys have done are, are totally awesome
0: thank you very much it uh, uh we uh we enjoy doing them we enjoy trying to assist uh everyone in in your in the trade industry and, and other industries as well and uh the the forgiveness aspect of the PPP has become so important for companies so we're uh we're uh, happy to help any way we can.
2: We have another couple coming up with uh, how to reopen your business as we talked about, like do you, taking employee temperatures, who to ask back if you need to worry if you're worried about bringing high-risk employees back, can you try and be a nice employer and keep them home? Um, kind of some sneak peek that that is not a good idea for uh, Americans with Disabilities Act. So we have some webinars coming up that uh, will hopefully address some of this and help our audience even even more.
1: Yeah, I think I you know it, it it's 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 interesting because uh a lot of businesses have managed to exist uh and operate just fine with the bulk of their workforce working from home. So, you know, what does that what does that tell us about the future uh, you know, of business in general and you know, how many people will be you know working from home as opposed to in a cubicle? At an office, so that impacts, you know, you know, real estate. Just think about, you know, all the office buildings out there that are going to be empty, uh, and and what's going to become of them. So I think as 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 we emerge from this crisis, uh, business in general is is going to be a lot different.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I appreciate you joining us, Larry. And uh, thanks for everyone for listening on our, uh, our podcast this, this week or month. And we, uh, we look forward this, will be out later today. And we, hope, we uh, look forward to everyone checking out our next podcast uh, in a few weeks. Great.
1: Thank
2: you, everyone.